0: Welcome and thank you for joining us here at Life Central. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're all about, check out our website lifecentral.org.za or like, follow and subscribe to our social media channels. We hope this message speaks into your life and that you will find meaning and purpose through it, guiding you through your daily life. Throughout Scripture, we see how people run out of answers at some point in their lives, normally at some crucial moment in life. And in those moments, as they run out of answers, we see so often how these people turn to God. And as they turn to God, He comes and He responds. And there seems to be a... a, um, a, connection within the way that he responds to people. One of these moments that we see so clearly is in the history of the nation of Israel. We see Israel crying out to God for rescue. They're in a space where where they, um, they're in slavery. They are um, under oppression. And we can see that they are absolutely desperate for God's intervention. They are desperate for God to step in and rescue them from what they're going through. And maybe even just within that line, you can already start to relate within your own life. But as Israel calls out to God, God responds. And God comes and He responds to someone specific. He comes and He responds to someone who you and I possibly wouldn't have picked. Someone who doesn't look like he would make the grade. God comes and responds to a convict and to someone who's, who's an outlaw, who's on the run from the law. He comes and speaks to someone who seems like he doesn't have the tools for the task. Like he, he's not equipped for the job. Um, eventually he's going to have to speak to people, but he's got to stutter. Um, It appears to be a job for a young man, but he's about 80 years old. He just doesn't look like the right candidate. By now, you may have figured it out. But essentially, God comes and speaks to Moses. And as God comes and speaks to Moses, he's got to get his attention. So... He shows him a, a burning bush that's not being consumed. Moses gets attracted to it, walks over to it, gets there, and God starts to speak to him. And God starts to share his rescue plan with Moses, the, the rescue plan that he has for his people, for the nation of Israel. And as, as God is speaking to, to Moses Not just does he communicate his rescue plan to Moses, but he actually invites Moses into his story. He invites Moses to come and be a part of his story. What an incredible moment. What an incredible thought that the God of of creation would come and ask anyone to be a part of his story. Moses feels completely inadequate. All the reasons that we listed, Moses lists. He's like, man, I'm just not the guy for the job at all. In reality, I'm scared, I'm too small, I'm insignificant. I'm not good enough for this. I've got to stutter. Um, no one will listen to me. I'm not your guy. I do not have what it takes. And I think that very often, guys and ladies, when, when it comes to us stepping up or when it comes to us stepping into spaces that, um, that are outside of our comfort zone, so often we feel that way. In fact, you might not even have stepped out of your comfort zone. You may have just accepted a job offer. And you're just waiting for them to figure out that you don't have what it takes. That, that, that you don't have the skills. You, you may be in a, in a relationship, in a marriage, where you're waiting for your wife to figure out that that you're, you're not as good as what she thinks you are. You may be in a space where you're dating someone, and, and ladies, you just you, you 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 just hope that he doesn't figure out that that you're not as incredible as what he says you are. Or maybe you're in a space where where you are dreading the day where your kids figure out that you're not a hero. But no matter where you are, all of us at some point feel underqualified. We, we feel um, like we're not the guy or the girl for the job. We feel insignificant. We feel too small. We feel not good enough. We feel... Like we don't have what it takes. And I believe that the way that God responds to Moses in the moment is the way that God responds to you and to me in the moment. Where God just looks at Moses and he says to him, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. It's not complicated. It's not higher grade. No. I'll be with you. And right now as you hear those words, that's the truth of God's heart for your life. is that no matter wh- whether it's your marriage, your workspace, your relationships, your interaction with your kids, wherever it is that you are feeling like you are underqualified, God looks at you and He looks at me. And he goes, "I." And with you, I'll be with you. So that's what God says to Moses. Moses. God says to Moses, I will be with you. Moses, at this point, he's still trying to back out. He's still backpedaling. He's still trying to fight his way out of the straitjackets. And, and, and he, he's still in a space where he's like, okay, even if I said yes, even if I agreed that I'm going to go and I'm going to go and do this, who do I say sent me? Like in other words, like but what authority am I speaking? Like who do I tell these guys they need to listen to? Because clearly they don't need to listen to me. So what authority do I hold? You like who do I say sent me? And the answer they give, that give that that God gives to Moses, I believe changes the landscape of history. It, it changes the landscape of Moses' life. And, and I want to today suggest to you that it, it changes the landscape of your life, of my life. Who sent you? God looks at Moses and He says to him, you go and you told them, I am has sent me. I am has sent me. So right there God communicates to, to 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 Moses I am has sent me. Now for you and me we we look at that name I am and we're like, "Well, that's kind of weird. That it doesn't make a whole heap of sense. Like it's even bad grammar like I am has sent me." It's it, it, you know, it doesn't quite fit. But in reality, when we understand what what God's actually landing there with Moses, we start to understand that God was communicating a whole lot more than what those two little words would normally communicate to you or to me. Because right here, as God says, I am has sent you, God answers the nation of Israel. God answers Moses. And He essentially sets a precedent for His response for these sorts of moments, for generations to come. Not just for Moses there, but for you and me today. God uses the name I am. He uses the name I am ultimately to show His unchanging nature. I am yesterday, today, forever, I am I am in your past. All the stuff that you feel is like is like too much. And in, in, in Moses' life, that included murder. Like, that's too much. That disqualifies me. God steps in and he goes, no, 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 I am. I'm enough there. I'm enough for that moment. In the moment that, that Moses was in, right there in the desert, 40 years everyone could could have looked at him and gone, you, you arrived when you were 40, now you're 80. You've really wasted your life. God looks at him and he goes, no, 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 you've not wasted your life. Like For this moment, I am. And for what I'm about to ask you to go and do, for the future of everything that, that you're about to step into, for that, I am. And if that name still isn't making much sense to you, If we go and look at the original language at that that name, I am, in the Hebrew, that I am, that word that is used there, can also be translated into to be. To be. So it can be I am or to be. And if we consider what this means, It's like God is essentially communicating to Moses across the span of his life that, hey, Moses, I am all sufficient to be all that you need. Where you feel like there's lack, I'm that fulfillment. I am all that you need. Moses was in a space where he's like, I'm scared. And God's like, I am your courage. Moses is like, man, I'm too small. (laughs) God's like, Dory, I am big enough. Moses was was feeling, man, I'm not good enough. You know, I don't have what it takes. And God steps in there and he's like, Dory, I am. I am good enough. I am what it takes. I am all sufficient to be all that you need. Guys and ladies, it's the same for your life. It's the same for my life. You need help right now? God looks at that and He goes, I am. You may be in a space where you feel like, is there anything real in this life anymore? God looks at you and he goes, I am. You may be in a space where you feel like, can I even trust anyone anymore? God looks at you and he says, I am. You may be feeling to yourself that you're not sure if anyone's even backing you. You don't feel like anyone's on your team at this stage. God looks at you and he says, I am. You may be feeling like nobody ever listens to you. God looks at you and he says, I am. You may be in a space where you really feel like you need hope. Moses was there. God's response to Moses. God's response to you. You need hope. I am all sufficient to be all that you need. And what's incredible is just as God invited Moses to be a part of his story, God looks at you and he looks at me and he invites us to be a part of his story. It's an open invitation for you, for me, for your family, in your work environment, with your friends, in all aspects of life, He invites us to come and be a part of His story. What I find amazing about God is that He is I am. He is all sufficient. He's everything that we'd ever need. And that He can pretty much fulfill the story that He has in mind all by Himself. He doesn't need us. Yet just like with Moses... God chooses to include us into his story. God chooses to use us in those moments. No matter how insignificant, how, 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 um, how we feel like we may not have what it takes, God looks at us and he goes, doesn't matter. I've got this, but I want you to come and do it with me. We look at this and we, we fast forward a thousand years, more than a thousand years, where Jesus is busy feeding 5,000 men and their families. An incredible miracle. I encourage you to go and read um, the, the feeding of the 5,000 if you're not all that familiar with it. But after Jesus has fed all these people, it says that he, he goes and he, he, he disappears into the nearby hills just to be alone. And as he goes and does that, um, we see that it starts getting dark. His disciples are waiting in a boat, waiting for Jesus so that they can head over to Capernaum. And Jesus doesn't show. So they get done with waiting <laughs> and they start setting off to, to, to Capernaum across the, the waters. And as they're setting across the waters, it says that a, that a gale swept down and caused a mighty storm and started creating waves that that um, were far too great for the little shipping vessel that these uh, disciples were were in and here's what it says it says they had rowed for three or four miles then suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat they were terrified And here's the part that I'm hoping that you and I don't miss out on today. He says this. He says, But he called out to them, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I am here. Then, They were eager to let him into the boat. I have absolutely no doubt about that. They were eager to let him into the boat and immediately they arrived at their destination. What an incredible moment that must have been to have been in the boat, to have experienced the storm, to firstly see Jesus come walking towards them on the water. That must have been enough for them to believe that whatever was wrong, that he could take care of it. Um, In my opinion, that would have been what was going through my mind, that Waves, wind, storm, no problem. He's got this. If he's cracking uh, comrades on the water, then he can definitely, definitely take care of the rest of the stuff that's going on around us right now. But that's not the significant part for me. The significant part for me is what he says to them in that moment. In our English language, in our English translations of Scripture, It says there, don't be afraid, I am here. Don't be afraid, I am here. Now the reason why it's translated that way is so that as English-speaking people, we can make sense of that line. However, sometimes we lose the heart of what is really said in the moment because of the gaps that we have in our English language and the way that it has to be translated. Because if we go and look at, at the original language that this was spoken in and then translated in, um, uh, uh, written in, we will see that across the board, the, the phrase, I am here, in its original language, it just says, I am. It says, Don't be afraid, I am. So when Jesus is walking towards them on the water, they see them, he looks at them, and he says, Don't be afraid, I am. Another way that it could be translated is for it to be translated as Don't be afraid, the I am is here. What an incredible moment! Again, for you and me, might not drive home all the way, but we have to understand that these were these were Jewish boys in in this in this boat. These are these are guys who who who, who knew the story of Moses well because that set up their freedom that that they were able to enjoy for a while at least. The reality is that, as Jesus said, I am or if we translated it into the I am is here. Their minds immediately went back more than a thousand years to that moment when Moses is standing before God in front of a burning bush and God is saying to him, you want to know by what authority you go? Do you want to know how this is going to happen? I am. I am. And in that moment, I can only imagine that never mind Jesus walking on water, that these men's hearts must have not just gone to, to, to be at peace, but their hearts must have leapt. Because what Jesus essentially communicated to them in that moment is, I'm God. I am God. I am everything that you need. I am all sufficient to be everything that you need for this moment and for every moment that is coming we see this moment recorded in the book of of Matthew chapter 14 we see it again in the book of Mark 6 we we just read it in John 6 and in all of those translate in all of those those accounts of the story you will see this exact line don't be afraid I am. Guys and ladies, today you and I need to understand that when it comes to our lives, when it comes to to us feeling like we're not fit to be part of His story, like somehow we shouldn't crack a nod because we're not enough to be a part of what God is doing. The truth is that's probably true, but it's okay because he looks at you and he looks at me and he says, don't be afraid. The I am is here. I am all sufficient to be everything that you need for the past that you feel is holding you back to the present insecurities that you may have because of that past or because of what's going on right now. And for the future that I'm asking you to step into Don't be afraid. The I am is here. I wonder where you're at today. Where are you at today when it comes to trusting Him to be all that you need, to be that great I am in your life? As we said earlier, maybe you're in a space where you're feeling i, I don't feel like i'm enough I, I do kind of feel like i, I have a bit of imposter syndrome <laughs> like if people figured out you know how how insignificant i am or or how how i don't have what it takes or whatever the case may be like uh, I, i'm going to get caught and found out to be a fraud when in reality God looks at your life and he goes no no you see the truth is I've instilled everything in you that I need to do what I need to be done and every space where you feel like you fall short don't worry because I am enough today guys and ladies God looks at you. He looks at me and He says, you need help. I am. Is there nothing real that that, that you can see in this world anymore and you're asking the question, you know, is there anything real left in this life? God looks at you and says, I am. You feel like you can't trust anyone anymore. I am. You're not sure if anyone's backing you or on your side anymore I am Lord I feel like no one's listening to me anymore I am Lord I need hope I am today to surrender all of those moments to him understanding that The I am is here. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, that it is all of these areas of our lives that we can entrust to you. Lord, where men and women may feel like they're not enough, like they're insignificant. They may be lonely. They may be be frustrated. They may be um, struggling with with some stuff from their past that wants to kind of get its hooks in every once in a while. And there's that sense of just going, oh, how can this life ever find traction? Lord, I thank you that you step into those moments, that we can trust you in those moments, that you look at us and go, do not be afraid. The I am is here. We thank you that our lives are secure when our lives are found in yours when our lives are found in the great I am. Lord, these lives are yours. We entrust them to you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be speaking a little more into all of these moments we got where Jesus spoke into I am. So please come and join us next week and for the next couple of weeks to follow. We love you. We'll see you next week. thank you for listening in to the life central podcast today if you would like to get connected or get involved follow us on social media or visit our website lifecentral.org.za we hope you join us here again next week